join Contact Talk Radio, you receive exclusive information about our shows, events, and all the latest happenings. When you join Contact Talk Radio, you become a member of our team, blazing a trail to greater understanding of the world we live in. Signing up takes less than a minute, and boom, you're in. Don't wait. Come join us. Visit ContactTalkRadio.com now and click sign up. You do not want to miss this show. If you have any interest in guests like Linda Evans, James Von Prague, Michael Shermer, Lindsay Wagner, Jay-Z Knight, George Norrie, or Dean Radden, Provocative Enlightenment explores the frontier of science and spirituality as no other show does. Nothing is too sacred for open discussion or too technical to understand. Provocative Enlightenment welcomes a gamut of guests, including the skeptic and the hard scientist, as well as the psychic and politician. Plan to tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on Contact Talk Radio. If you haven't heard The Dear Venus Show, let me tell you, it's crazy good. She's an intuitive like you've never met before. Super good, super fast, and accurate. I know because I'm her daughter, and I had to grow up with her being able to read people's minds, including my mind and my various boyfriends' minds, and you get the idea. Venus is always clear, and she's to the point. She never says anything scary. The best thing is that she'll read for you by the minute, meaning you can call her for five minutes or 55 minutes. So if you're lying awake at night, not sure what to do about a situation, and you just wish you knew what someone was really thinking or feeling, like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, spouse, your boss, friend, or someone in your family even, then you should call Venus. Likewise, if you've lost someone close and you have some healing and closure to do, call my mom. She can often talk with you within 24 hours, and it's not like a psychic hotline. You always know who you're going to speak with, and you can trust her. So let yourself book a session. Do it now while it's on your mind. Go to her website at godisalwayshappy.com. That's godisalwayshappy.com. Look up readings, and you're in. And while you're there... If you want to see more about her live radio show and podcast, The Dear Venus Show, just click on radio. You've listened to the shows on CTR, and perhaps you've found yourself thinking, maybe I should host my own show, but I don't know how. It's easier than you think. From the beginning with private coaching sessions to your own live broadcasts, CTR Network will prepare you on every level to share your knowledge, expand your brand, and take your business to the next level. At CTR, we nurture your vision and make it a radio reality. Contact Cameron Steele at 425-221-3646 or Cameron at CTRNetwork.com and put your dream into motion today. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. 
Good morning, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me once again on this lovely Friday going into the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, my guest, Acom Tree, we're having some problems connecting, uh, so I'm just going to improvise here until hopefully he surfaces. Um, so, uh, okay, Acom is here, at least through Facebook messaging. So, uh, we'll just, uh, we'll just wait for him to just briefly, quickly connect here. And in the meantime, I just want to say that I, <clears throat> I hope that everybody is safe and well. And, uh, I know going into the holidays, it can be sometimes a difficult, lonely time for people. Uh, people who don't necessarily have loved ones surrounding them or people who have passed on and there's an empty seat at the table or for people such as myself who don't have their children, unfortunately, this weekend, uh, which always makes the holidays more fuller and more meaningful. So, um, but anyway, you know, whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, I hope that you can still reflect on all the blessings that you have. And, uh, and just remember that life is short. So try to make the most of every single day. Surround yourself with only positive, healthy, loving people. And, uh, just get back to basics. You know, get whatever it is that, you know, you're tuned into, that humbles you, uh, that awakens you, that makes you feel alive. Just continue to go down that path and you can't go wrong. So wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving. So let's just see if Akam is here. Are you here, Akam? Yeah, hi Lisa. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> I'm doing right on time. Eleven oh six. Yeah, yeah. I guess in your musician musical world that's on time for you. That's not on time for me, Akam, but that's okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm so sorry. No, 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 don't worry about it. That's okay. Uh, I was so, really excited. I was really excited that I was I would have been on earlier, but then I got distracted. The postman came. Oh and, yeah? Uh, I just bought myself a two-string bass, and I was really excited. It came up from the States. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so. And so you got distracted with your new toy? Yeah. I got distracted <laughs> with the new toy. The postbag came. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad for you that it arrived. So, so Akam, as I indicated to you and what I always do with uh, my guest of each week, what I, what I do is I just properly plug you, uh, provide some accurate information, some contact information, hopefully to increase some of your fan base and maybe some further exposure, and have people come out and support you at upcoming gigs, which we will talk about in the show. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit about Akam's bio before we turn it over to unscripted dialogue. So once again, thank you for your patience and thanks for rejoining me here this Friday on my show Carpe Diem with the Contact Talk Radio Network. So a little bit about Akam. Akam is a multi-instrument. Oh, by the way, can I, Lisa, can I tell it's Akeem. Oh, I'm sorry, Akeem. My apologies for that. No worries. You know okay. what? In England, in England, they like to call me Akam too sometimes. Okay. All right. But you, you prefer Akam. Yeah, I come from a British background. You say Akam. Hello, Akam. Hi, Akam. But it's Akeem. Okay, Akeem. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. So Akeem is a multi-instrumentalist vocalist, composer, and storyteller. He sings and plays guitar, harmonica, and stomp box. Sometimes he might pull out a two-string slide bass or ukulele. He also incorporates live looping in his shows and likes to experiment by layering sounds and rhythms together to create an interesting and complex web of sound. When it comes to composing, music is very open. He is very open to using many different kinds of instruments and electronic gadgets as well. His wide-ranging voice is deep, smoky, and soulful with a hint of softness. 
He can scream and he can whisper and he's got soul. When Luke, when looping, Akeem uses acoustic guitar with the use of various pedals to create layers of sound that convincingly make him sound like a full band. His performances show a variety of ways of playing the guitar, whether it is picking, strumming, or looping. Besides being an excellent musician and singer with a huge repertoire, he is also a great songwriter. Each one of his songs has a story behind it. He seduces his audience with his authenticity, his playing, and his poetry. He is fluent in three languages, English, French, Italian, and can get by in many others as well. This has come in handy in his travels abroad, living the life of a real troubadour for the last 12 years, playing all over the world in many clubs, venues, and festivals. Released, He released his first EP in 2006 called Intro. The song Salesman was played in a couple of TV shows in Canada. Previously, a few other songs of his were also used in various TV shows in Canada. In 2009, he co-wrote and collaborated with producer UFO Walter on Chloe Says for the Alien Cafe album. The song was featured on many compilation albums coming out of Ibiza and was also on Best Ambient Hits of 2009. Is that you stirring your coffee? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we can hear everything. (laughs) Uh, And that's Cameron. So between 2010 and 2012, he returned to the event, circa 2002, that inspired his music career and traveling ways and began working on a full-length Roots Rock debut album on the project. The full-length self-produced concept album, Aventure Transmission, tells the story of his own maiden voyage on the Aventure, a merchant sailing ship. Captain Paul Whalen's captivating voice can be heard in sound bites throughout the albums, sharing his wisdom of the sea. What started out as a film project turned into an album with interesting multimedia elements. The album, Aventure Transmission, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Bandcamp. Bandcamp, sorry. He is currently writing, experimenting, performing, and traveling. A new album is always in the works, and a new gig is always on the horizon. So I want to welcome you to my show. Thank you very much for joining us, Akeem. Thank you for having me. So so why don't we start, because I'm always very curious with each and every guest that I uh, am grateful to have join me on Friday on radio. I'm always very interested in the inception of the journey. So, you know, whether it's a writer, whether it's a musician, whether it's somebody who in any way feels that they have gifts to share with the rest of the world, I'm very interested to know how this all started for you. Uh, was there a particular instrument that you picked up? Uh, was this in your family? Is it in the DNA? So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, I, when I was a kid, uh, I, I always um, I started off as a dancer, actually. I could say I started dancing at around the age of 10. Oh. For, me, for me, music started with dance, actually, uh, and then I picked up the guitar around 12 years old, and and uh, I think what happened was a friend of mine started learning guitar from them, up, and I had built a guitar in industrial arts class at school, and it was like a octagon-shaped guitar. It wasn't really like, I didn't bend any wood or anything, but I did create a, a hollow-bodied octagon shaped guitar when I was 10 so I think it was already in my DNA you're right you know mm-hmm. at that point and then my, and my mom just picked up on it and said oh maybe you should get him to do some guitar lessons and I wanted to anyways because a friend of mine was had started lessons and I and I wanted to do the same thing so wonderful and does it run in your family are there other musicians within your family I'm um, not really 
Um, my grandfather apparently played ukulele or mandolin or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. there wasn't a huge push to do music in mm-hmm. my family because I think uh, everyone was just too busy uh, worrying about work and, and, and so thinking that music would be a viable uh, um, job, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and good for you for pushing through that because, you know, oftentimes, you know, the message out there in society is, you know, uh, that's really nice that you have a nice hobby, but let's get realistic here and, and let's start thinking about the practical ways in which you need to garner an income. And unfortunately, with that type of philosophy and mindset, people fall short of doing what it is that they're truly passionate about or what inspires them and, uh, you know, and neglecting to acknowledge what it is that their gifts are and what their purpose for being here is. So good for you for rising above that. And um, and so when did you know as a result of picking it up and, you know, undergoing some lessons that you had a gift, something beyond just doing behind the scenes, something just, you know, doing once a week for an hour with a mentor? When did you know that this was something that you were meant to do? Um, I I really didn't know it was something I was meant to do. It's just something that I did naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I never kind of approached it with that, with, with too much ego. It was more, um, for me, it was like when I was, uh, I guess, 14, I started writing songs. Just on my Just on my own, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I had, which I probably did have a lot of emotional issues, um, that's how I would deal with them. You know, I would write them into songs. Mm-hmm. I, I was always a poet too when I was a young kid. I, I have books, poetry that I wrote starting from five years old. Beautiful. I didn't realize we shared that in common. I've been writing since I was five years old and it started with poetry. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so when did you combine the music with the traveling? They seem to go hand in hand with, uh, for me oh. when I glimpsed your life. Well, luck- luckily enough, um, I had a bit of a push from my parents early on in age because cause my, my mom's Italian and my dad's German, for example. Uh, my my mom sent me off to Italy every summer to, to live with my grandparents so I could know that side of my family. Mm-hmm. And so I already started traveling at the right young age of five on my own to Italy on a plane and stuff, and it was it was already instilled in me a long time, for a long time as a young man. But then when I went to university, I guess there was a, a ten year block where I went to university and and had another job and I was a filmmaker and um, didn't travel as much. But it really started getting to me. I'd, I'd been in the same city for for ten years and hadn't traveled anywhere. I think I just kind of reached a point where I ex- exploded, so that I had to, I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And and I when I what really kickstarted my traveling was was this um, sailing trip that I took. I uh, I had I started dreaming about sailing, um, and and singing songs about sailing, and I didn't really even realize it was entering my subconscious. And then, it, and my dad lives out east in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I, and I really wanted to skip town and just get the hell out of here for a while. And um, and I called him. I said, listen, I'm going to either go to Europe or do you know anybody with a boat? 
<laughs> and who was going somewhere because it was just a, it was just a notion in my head, mm-hmm. and it was so weird because a week later he called me. He says, "There's a boat here." Like, mm-hmm. it just appeared, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, "Yeah," and and so I said, "Oh, great!" Wow. Like he goes, "Well, don't get too excited. It's it's a work boat. It's nothing uh, fancy, you know. It's mm-hmm. not like uh, it's not like we're going yachting." You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was a merchant ship. It was a it was a workboat. It, was, it mm-hmm. was a serious workboat, and, and it was in rough shape as well. But and, it was. And so, where did that take you? Where did that boat take you in terms of your journey? Uh, you know, literally and figuratively. Where Where did you go? What What did that open up it, for you? Well, it it um, it was a real slap in the face to me. Um, in a way, it really woke me up. Uh, I think coming from a place of, uh, like Toronto, mm-hmm. you know, that's completely, well, not landlocked completely. We have, we do have the, uh, the, uh, Ontario Ocean. Uh, I say that, that's a funny thing because it is pretty big. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's as rough as an ocean anyways, like Ontario. But, uh, I'd like, um, what 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 it where 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 we went was from New Brunswick to exactly was uh, New Brunswick to, to to Martha's Vineyards to Bermuda and then to um, Saint Martin in the end. and and um, it was a crazy magical journey with tons of ups and downs and crazy storms a couple times almost lost my life once mm-hmm. uh, had to get a root canal had abscess we caught couple of fish along the way, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. That was dinner? Yeah, that was dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. Starved a, a few days sometimes in the beginning because the, the sea was so rough leaving from the North Atlantic in November. Mm-hmm. That, uh, oof, I don't remember the first four days, really. Mm-hmm. And so how long, how long was that journey? In the, in the physical sense, how long did that geographically, uh, time-wise take you to travel? It took us uh, about a month and a half to finally get to our, our the destination of St. Martin in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. With a couple of, with a week stop in, in, in Martha's Vineyard and a week stop in, in Bermuda for emergency stops, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what did that teach you about yourself? What did you learn about yourself uh, that that you weren't cognizant of prior to starting the journey. What did you learn about yourself? Well, that's a very uh, heavy question. <laughs> what did I learn about myself? I, I think I learned humility. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, um, it took quite a few years to sink in everything that I learned from that trip. It's still sinking in, and learning how to just realizing that one has to be useful one should be useful you know in, in Toronto it's like sometimes I find uh, you know everything uh, I did I I kind of relied on somebody else to do it for me in a way you know whether it's like a plumber or a, or a, a welder or a carpenter or all these things that on a boat you've got to be a jack of all trades, 
you got to do it all. It's like the microcosm of the macrocosm. Mm-hmm. It's an entire world government all on one boat. Everything, you know, it, when you when you set sail and you're riding that big ocean, that is your world. That is your country. That's everything, you mm-hmm. know. So you have to be as a captain of a ship. You have to be a, a navigator. You have to be able to to fix things. Uh, you know. Um, just everything, <laughs> and, and, and I and I realized how much I didn't know. Although I was coming from a background where I was strategically doing a lot of strategic work, um, and I worked a lot in my head, you know, because I came from uh, I went to film school, mm-hmm. right? and, and after film school, I, I was lucky enough to start directing uh, commercials at the age of twenty-five. That's fantastic. So, I, and I was doing that at some pretty big production companies in Toronto at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I was being flown all across the country to do stuff. And I was getting a good wage, you know, as well at the time. This is, mm-hmm. we were still shooting 35 millimeter in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought I knew a few things, <laughs> let's say, you know, I was yeah. given a lot of responsibility and, and, uh, and then I realized out there that I was like, wow, you know, I've always been the guy who kind of like was directing, commanding things get done, like a captain without without the stripes that he proper properly earned, maybe you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. And and that's what being on the ocean kind of taught me. It was like, wow, you know, I really have so much to learn here. Mm-hmm. And I can admit that it's okay, you know. And, well, and because- I- doesn't mean I'm not. It doesn't mean I'm. I'm ever going to be that person, anyways. Because really, at the end of the day, I am a musician and an artist. I'm not even a, a really a good sailor, you know. But I have the experience and the humility, and that's more important than some guy who who's got all the braggadocio who who says, "Oh, I've sailed this and that, and I can handle this and that." Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you got to work watch out for. Mm-hmm. I think they know too much. <laughs> True, and and from what I gather, uh, listening to you explain your story and your journey, you know, it just sounds like, you know, it's it's a bit of an analogy, uh, as with many things that we endeavor to do in life. You know, it, it's not the action itself necessarily in terms of or the descriptor of being a sailor, uh, but that's all part and parcel of you choosing to be a student of life. Right, because the more you embark upon, the more you endeavor to do, the more you open your world to experiencing uh, a vast variety of experiences. You know, it's only a win-win for you personally, spiritually, emotionally, physiologically, everything. And so, I'm sure probably a good portion of your best music came from that journey, given the ups and the downs, and the highs and the lows, and the near-death experience. Would you not agree? Yeah, yeah, I think some some good music came out of there, and I think there's still a lot more music to to come out of there. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. um, but between trying to figure out how to survive and and uh, making music and uh, and writing and, and and all these things, um, I still am, am looking for a little bit of peace sometimes, where I can just do some things that I need to get done. I think my best work is yet to come. I think that's that was just uh, the beginning for me. Always. 
Absolutely. I, I, you know, we talk about that quite often on radio with a variety of different guests, and it doesn't matter what your gift is or what your passion is. Uh, you know, for anyone who's committed to continually evolving and trying to be the best person that they are each and every day and knowing that you're really only in competition with yourself, uh, so as to master being the best version of yourself and going forward every single day that we're gifted to be here. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, go ahead. No, but I can say that, that once I did finish this album finally, it was like, uh, it was a huge accomplishment for me, and I, I was very relieved. I almost to the point where I said, "Okay, I can die now." You know, beautiful. You know, that's that's I've done. I've left my my little mark in this world. I think maybe I've served my purpose. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, as time went by, I'm still here, and uh, I think I actually have a bit more to say. <laughs> I bet you have a lot more to say. I I don't doubt that at all. So do you have a favorite song uh, or uh, or any anything that you feel that you've accomplished uh, in terms of honoring your spirit uh, or telling your story whether oh. you so what what piece have you produced that would be that that would most resonate with you that you would be most proud of uh, there's 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 quite a few for different reasons but I, I'd say if, if you're gonna Play something right now. It would be the second album. It would be the, the second song on, on the album called Trust Your Instincts. Mm-hmm. And what was the inception of that song? Do you remember exactly where you were, or what you were experiencing or feeling that uh, catapulted that to coming to fruition? Yeah, that, that was a song that kind of um, started in Toronto, and then it, it I started writing it in Toronto, and then I went on the trip, and then after the trip, I finished the song. Okay. Like the because the first I think the first two verses were Toronto based, and then the last verse was was after I'd had all the, the sailing experience because I wouldn't have been able to come up with those lyrics uh, if I hadn't have done that trip actually. Absolutely. And do you find that the the lyrics, the song, the vision that you have in your head and producing that and it coming to life, is that seamless for you? Is that effortless or is it something that you you struggle with in terms of you have the picture in your mind, uh, but it's not always necessarily easy to, to produce that, to manufacture that? Well, uh, it's some songs just uh, come out of me in, in like, five minutes like in bursts of epiphanies and stuff or inspiration mm-hmm. and then some songs take time like a statue you know you sort of sit there for a while and you carve the form and you sort of got something a rough idea but i don't like rushing anything and i don't like finishing anything too quickly either sometimes i just like to sit it let it sit and marinate for a while and then i i, I go back to it and go oh, okay let's fix that and I like to build on my personal experience in life and apply it to to the song. If it's if it's one of those songs, mm-hmm. I, I have different categories for songs too. I have like you know protest songs, uh, party songs, joke songs, uh, emotional songs, blues songs, and love songs. You know they're all different. <laughs> and do you have a favorite category? Um. I, I think I, what I, 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 yeah, no, 
Not really. Not mm-hmm. really. I don't have a favorite category. It just depends on my mood. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm playing for a group of people, I generally um, like to keep things somewhat upbeat and, and uh, fun mm-hmm. and, and get everybody in the spirit, you know, excited. Mm-hmm. And how often are you gigging? Like, you know, give us a sense of your tour schedule or your weekly grind or, you know, how are bookings going for you? How are performances? What's your audience base like? Um, it, it, it depends. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty Collaborations? Uh, yeah, sometimes collaborations. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. Things, yeah. Th- I don't understand the question, kind of. It, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, playing are this, you... I'm playing tonight and playing tomorrow. And okay. And where on you... Tuesday. And why yeah. don't you why don't you speak to us in terms of where you're playing tonight? Where can people find you? Right. Uh, if, if people are in Toronto, they can come tonight. We're having a. It's it's almost like a little. It'll feel more like a private party than a, than a than a concert, really. And, and everybody's welcome, of course. And it's at the. The Queen's Queen's Legs Pub mm-hmm. on uh, uh, Eglinton and Avenue Road. A friend of mine, she she organized it, and she's going to be hosting it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lovely. Um, and that um, Saturday, we're playing. I'm playing it with Chris Burkett at Three uh, Times Cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I had Chris Burkett here on radio, and uh, it's a bit more of a professional gig, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, but and so how did you uh, how did you come to know Chris Burkett? Because my understanding is he kind of took you under his wing a little bit. Is that true? Well, we haven't really um, recorded anything together yet, but uh, we've been friends now for about a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I like that because it's been a real natural process. And it's funny because him and I share the same birthday. You know, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Um, no coincidences, and, right? I say that often. No coincidences. Yeah, we and, and we we um we just got on real well. Like I'm a lot younger than him, but seem to understand each other on a pretty deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a lot of experience in working with a lot of different people and being in studios, whereas I've been mostly on the road, kind of. Mm-hmm. Living like a gypsy. <laughs> and and so, what are your travel plans? Uh, do you do things on the fly? Is it somewhat planned in advance because of other things you would need to reschedule or organize around it? How how do you live your life day to day? Um, I don't really plan too far in advance. Uh, sailing kind of did that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've been sailing through life ever since that trip, and it's. I know it's it's there's a plus and and there's a, a minus to all that because at a certain point in my life I'm gonna have to pick a spot to call home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and you believe that why? Well, just to create some kind of roots, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay. You can you can. Be rootless and travel around for years, mm-hmm. you know, a decade or more. Yeah, you want, and it's good experience. Like Absolutely, dancing through life. 
Well, I think it also, I think a lot of it depends on how you define things too. You know, roots, uh, generally speaking, you know, people think you have to transplant yourself somewhere and lay down a foundation. And many people do that. And, you know, I, I understand the necessity for that for people like myself who have children. Well, see, that's um, exactly it. Like people, yeah. people have children, they, 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 they're making the ultimate sacrifice. And so they should, you know, for their kids. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't have that 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 issue i don't have kids so it's it's um i'm still free mm-hmm. rome but if i had kids I, you can be damn sure i would be uh mr responsible and i would right. stay stay somewhere <laughs> but but the the follow-up point that i wanted to make about that is um you know i think if you are comfortable and you know this this may speak to you, it may not speak to you, but I think if you feel comfortable within yourself and if you trust in the vision of where you're going, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, nobody knows exactly what's going to unfold, but I think if you're committed to the journey and you're committed to being, you know, adventurous and curious and sponging as much up as you possibly can, I think the root is within ourselves. It's the spirit of who we are. So we're with ourselves 24-7. To me, that's home. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I even have a song called Home on my album and it says uh, that I'm home wherever I go. Lovely. You know, in my heart where it starts with the moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And so <clears throat> if you could fast forward uh, to, say, five years from now, you know, does that include children? Does it not include children? Does it include being on, <clears throat> pardon me, does it include maybe being, you know, on another boat sailing somewhere else and maybe that resulting in another house? Oh, sorry about that. Hold on. All right. This is a very interesting interview, I have to tell you. <laughs> um. Sorry, the question again? Yeah, so my question is, you know, if you, you know, I know ideally uh, what many of us try to do is, is to strive uh, to continually be present and to live in the here and now. But for those of us who also have lofty goals or setting our intentions or choosing to manifest things, you know, uh, on a progressive level. Uh, so, you know, whether you choose the window of two years, a year, five years, you know, what do you, what do you visualize for yourself? What is it you are putting out there that you are going to channel and, uh, endeavor to do? Well, um, what does that include? It's funny, you know, I, I, I haven't been very, uh, I've been manipulating my life that way. You know, I, I've been sort of free falling for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And just, just kind of like, uh, like a cliff diver dives into the, the abyss and just trusts that everything's going to be okay. That's sort of how I've been living my life for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, I think it's been very authentic because like I, I'm not planning anything. I don't have, uh, big industry behind me going, okay, this is what we're going to do and we're going to sell a million records. I guess, I guess it would be nice, but to get to that point, you really have to be quite plan things, you know, and, and, you know, John Lennon said once, uh, life's what happens while you're busy making plans, right? Mm-hmm. Say so I'd have, I'd, I've had a pretty rich life without too many plans. 
But however, I'm very open to plans. If somebody wants to take them on for me and, and we can discuss the, uh, the plan, the five year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I don't think that's my role. I think it's more of a manager's role or a record company's role or something like that to, to do that with me. Um, I, uh, for now, I like being the writer, musician, um, just taking in life, uh, taking life as it comes. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being, from what you've just explained there, with that obviously being on the radar is something that uh, you would be receptive um, to having in your life. You know, are you taking strides? At this point, yeah, at this point, yeah, because I'd be totally ready for it. And are you taking strides to to uh, connect with those opportunities um, to maybe make that more of a reality for you? Are, are you doing research? Are you are you connecting with anybody? Uh, are you manifesting that, or are you just, or are you possibly manifesting it, but uh, not actively uh, polishing door handles or anything like that? No, that's. Um, okay. And who knows? Maybe. If, for that, I'll be forever obscure, you know, and it's mm-hmm. possible that I might be, but I'm, authenticity is really important to me and just being real and more than just trying to find the guy who's going to connect me to get the right business, I, I, I'd rather find the right musicians who are going to, we're going to make the, the most amazing sound together. That mm-hmm. to me is more important. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that's happening for you? Yeah, unfortunately, they're all over the, the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course. I mean, you know, if I could get the bass player from Toronto and the sax player from Boston and the and the, the drummer from you know London, you know. <laughs> and so, are you, are you are you having those discussions about the possibility of of all of you equally manifesting to make that happen? You know, in terms of you just universally putting it out there, if that's something that's authentic to you and that's what you'd like to see unfold, um, how are you creating that for yourself? I guess it's a slow process. Um, we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know yet. And so what are you working on now, Akeem? Um. Just working on organizing all the stuff I've written in the last little while and mm-hmm. deciding uh, which album to put out first. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> and how many albums are there that are in the queue? I'd say about three. Three? Yeah. And are you vacillating between all three of them, or is there one that more more profoundly speaks to you in terms of uh, sequencing, sequencing that? I'd say I'm vacillating between... All three, but I, I think uh, there's one in particular that's probably needs to be put out now mm-hmm. in these times. In this, what's going on? Which I think deals more with world global issues and mm-hmm. things like that versus uh, personal heartache, love stories, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a message within everything that resonates with everyone on an individual level, right? That always goes back to other people, you know, your listeners, your fans, what it is that they can identify with. So, I mean, pretty much what you've all, what you've premised there would be relatable to, I would imagine, a good vast uh, 
part of the population. You know, we've all experienced heartache. Uh, you know, there's a good portion of us, for those of us who are self-aware and plugged in, uh, there's a lot of inequities in the world, and you can never have too much of a voice uh, placed upon that, right? Yeah. So, um, so how do you think people would characterize you? People who really, truly, truly know you, that you've allowed into your sphere, how do you think people would characterize you? Crazy man. Crazy man. <laughs> Crazy fun. Uh-huh. Man. I don't know. And why would that be? I guess I, uh, I don't have much shame left mm-hmm. in me. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty free, spirited. Mm-hmm. What do you think brings shame to people? I don't know. I think maybe it's it's learned or, or it's uh, brought upon us by other people's insecurities. And we take them on as well. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you know, people say, "Oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You should," uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, possibly all the things you should do, actually. You know. So. Is shame for you in the way that you would interpret that? Is that based upon you feeling uh, that you've gone against the grain with other people who perhaps had a different vision of how your life should be lived and you're remaining true to you? Is that is that how you def- define or interpret De- shame? Definitely, I'd say that's that's pretty close, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so how do you feel about the fact that you kind of went out on a limb and uh, decided to ignore that and plot on. Liberating. Liberating. Excellent. Great. I mean, once you, uh, once you uh, just, you're far enough from the bubble of all that, you know, uh, you experience this freedom while you're, traveling whether you're on a boat or a ship or a plane or a car you know just that feeling you get when you're on a a trip you just you're up in your car and you leave the city Mm -hmm. three four hours out of town and and it's like ah you can breathe Mm -hmm. big big expanse the openness is there awaiting you you know Mm -hmm. and anything is sort of possible it's absolutely yeah. Absolutely. And so what is the legacy you choose to leave behind? The legacy I choose to leave behind. Mm. How do you most wish to be remembered? Well, that's a big question. Hmm. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how do I most like to be remembered? I hope to be here for a while. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, There's nothing morose about my question. Maybe I could answer that question in 20 years. <laughs> 20 years? Yeah. What if there weren't 20 years? If you live in the now and today is your last day on the planet, yeah. how do you wish to be remembered? Well, I guess uh, I wish to be remembered as that guy who did uh, the Avon Tour transmission album. It's uh, my proudest achievement up to this point. Fantastic. 
And has your family gotten on board with that now that they've seen what you've managed to produce for yourself and the fact that you're in a good space, you've eradicated shame, and you feel liberated? Um, you know, just to recap on your all, all your own self-proclaimed descriptors here of mm-hmm. your journey, um, you know, for the people who perhaps might have been reticent about the path that you were choosing for yourself, do you feel as a result of some of your own personal individual success, and we all define that differently, but in terms of you really feeling your walking your talk, living your life, living authentically, um, do the people who claim to love you in your life identify with that, see that in you, and have gotten on board. Do you have that support? I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah well, you know, it's, 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 as far as uh, not everybody in your family is going to agree with your lifestyle, and, mm-hmm. but it's, I'm lucky enough to have uh, parents that are uh, pretty open and uh, understanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, what makes you happy is is what what um, is most important. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, without Are happiness, you? without happiness, uh, life is pretty miserable, I'd say. So, mm-hmm. I'm doing what makes me happy. And outside of music and traveling, what makes you happy? Outside of music and traveling? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm making you think. Lots of things. <laughs> what makes you happy? Little things, you know. Smile, good conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, warm hug. Mm-hmm. Nice kiss. Beautiful. <laughs> nice. And who are some of your mentors? Um, well, I'd say uh, Captain Paul Whalen for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a serious mentor. Probably uh, one of my only mentors actually um, if I had had more mentors I'd probably uh, in a less of a wildly <laughs> you think yeah 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 and so what do you look for in a mentor what's important to you um, somebody who's honest Somebody who is uh, who has done a lot of things, who is skilled, mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. Um, somebody who is also a humanitarian mm-hmm. and is good, respects uh, animals. Mm-hmm. Um, And with those characteristics, how many people who possess that are within your circle? Your immediate circle? Uh, lots, actually. Good. But I mean, I, I don't uh, just stick to one personality profile, you know, mm-hmm. and say, oh, I want all these people in my life. I have all kinds of people mm-hmm. in my life uh, from all over, you know, and that's, that's the beauty about traveling is you meet so many people from different cultures and Mm-hmm. Different styles, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Italian people, Pakistani people, Iranian people, Israeli people, uh, French people, uh, mm-hmm. Dutch people, Swiss people, German people. 
mm-hmm. English people. You know, they're all culturally very different, American, mm-hmm. Canadian. And so based upon you having said that you, with how you define... Okay, but in terms of the, the characteristics that uh, would be important to you in identifying who a potential mentor would be and uh, what they would represent for you, uh, and those characteristics being symbolic of those who are in your immediate circle, there being many. So do you not feel that you have many mentors on some level to, you know, very varying degrees of what mentorship could or or should mean to you or what you would want for it to represent in your life? Because we learn from everybody, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, I guess uh, a 10-year-old child could be your mentor. Absolutely. Potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. They show you something that you didn't realize before. Um, yes, it's, so, sorry, what's the question? No, Is that's it? okay. You, yeah. some, you, you answered yeah. it. So, um, <clears throat> so what's missing in your life that you would like to have in your life? Um, what's missing? I guess uh, it would help if I was... If I had... Um, just a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like, uh, it, it's a bit of a struggle to, 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 to make the next album. It's always, it's all, sometimes it's a, it's a small question of money, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but I don't really fret about it too much, although, you know, if, if I had more of a cash flow than to make things happen, then I would. But so mm-hmm. instead I have to, Take it as as things come and and go a little slower for now mm-hmm. with this with, the, with with what's going on. But uh, otherwise, everything else is good. You know. Have you tried going the reverse pace what's that? instead of slowing down and letting things happen? Have you tried going gangbusters and go all in? Just put it out there. Just knock down the doors. Plow through the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should. I don't know. I, oh, I'm not. I'm not here to tell anybody. <laughs> I, I'm just offering a different perspective as to how to achieve uh, what else you would like to see in your life that currently there's a bit of a void. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't really think there's a much of a void. I, I th- I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna really. I think I'm, everything has its time and its purpose, you know, and happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and with it being Thanksgiving weekend, Akeem, what do you give yeah. thanks for? What are you grateful uh, for? I'm, I'm grateful for, for, for being, being alive and being able to, to be here, uh, with, with my mom. Um, I, Mm-hmm. And I just uh, haven't seen her in a while, and so we're, we're back t- together and hang out. And uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, saw my dad mm-hmm. last week out east in New Brunswick. And so I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be able to come here and do that and mm-hmm. do those things 
together with them and see old friends and mm-hmm. the fact that I'm I'm playing a lot of shows uh, while I'm here and people seem pretty open and responsive to what I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. Lovely. And uh, yeah, I hope I, so, I hope when they when they come to the shows they get something. You know, they feel happy and, and like they've you know, they've met a human being who's on their level and, and who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. And so aside from sharing with the world the gift of your music and your storytelling, uh, how do you, how do you give back? How do you, how do you, uh, pay it forward to people again outside of the music? Oh, well, I always, uh, throughout my life, I've always given people advice like, uh, or, 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 uh, given them shown them possibilities and the ways to do things or, or uh, you know, shared my loaf of bread, you know, kind of thing with, with everybody. Uh, um, I, you know, when I was in the commercial business, for example, you know, there was a young guy who came to me and says, how did you do it? How did you do this? How did mm-hmm. you get in? And I just told him. And, you know, a year or two later, he was on the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Lovely. so I, <laughs> I, I'm pretty open about things, and uh, I pay it forward just every every little gesture, every every day. You know, just be mindful of of what's going on around me and uh, and people in general. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we don't have a lot of time left, so what I'd like for you to do is, um, Akeem, is if you could maybe just. Uh, remind people of where they can find you. Okay, Free Times Cafe on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at College Street. Um, let's see exact address. Let me see here. Um, it's College 320 College Street on Saturday at Free Times Cafe. Mm-hmm. That should be a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. It'll be with Chris Burkett. Lovely. Um, and then uh, on Tuesday, October 13th, I'll be at the Painted Lady um, for, for a special show as well. Um, and that's 218 Ossington Avenue in Toronto. And that's okay. from 10 o'clock. Both shows, uh, I think, you know, from 9 till, till midnight. Mm-hmm. Um Chris Burkett, I'm playing with Chris Burkett on, on Saturday and on Tuesday at the Painted Lady. I'm playing with a, a guy I've never met, but I've heard his stuff and he sounds like a great storyteller. Kev uh, Corbett or something like that. Wonderful. And what's um, your contact information? Uh, my contact information would be Akeem Transmission mm-hmm. uh, at gmail.com. Mm hmm. And uh, or akeemtransmission.com if anybody's interested in checking out my album and uh, purchasing a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the album is a really special uh, album to me. You know, it tells the story of of my sailing trip and and uh, I guess you heard in the beginning of the interview that's about. But um, if you take a listen, you'll sort of hear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And so given that we only have about three minutes, I'm going to say more like two and a half here, uh, what would your parting words be here to the listening audience? Whether it be some form of inspiration, some type of advice, uh, some type of philosophy, however you choose to interpret that, what would your parting words be here for everybody? Well, I don't want to be uh, preachy. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be preachy. In any way, but uh, parting words. Hi, guys. How you doing? Um, <laughs> please uh, come and listen to my album, really. Uh, it's all in the music. You know, sometimes, uh, you know. Or a quote. For, you know, for, for, it could be anything. Yeah, but, uh, let, me, let me say this. Like, uh, sometimes uh, the person who creates something is different than that creation. You know, the creation that I made, for example, this Avantour transmission, it was, it was a seriously inspired piece of music and and uh, but me as a person you know I'm separate from that mm -hmm. i'm separate from that and i may not come across as wise or or uh, even smart for that matter you know but um when i distill what i have inside me that's sort of maybe given to me from another source divine who knows mm -hmm. you know and and it's in in the project, you know, just listen to the project, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and check it out and see see what it does for you. Maybe it'll inspire you to to travel. Maybe it'll inspire you to uh, appreciate what you have, you know, more than uh, always looking over the um, your next door neighbor's fence, you know. Mm -hmm. um, well, lovely, Akeem, and I just want to thank you very much for your time and for joining us, and I wish you well with your upcoming gigs. Uh, not just this weekend, but in going forward. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of cross-promotion, so for anything that you upload on your Facebook, I'll, you know, I'll certainly put it out there to my base, and uh, hopefully we can increase some sales for you, and hopefully everything that's important to you aligns for you. And I wish you all the best. I hope you have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving with your mom. And uh, so for my listening audience, I just want to thank you once again for tuning in and joining me here on my show, Carpe Diem. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday at the Contact Talk Radio Network. If you have any show topic ideas that you would wish to put forward, uh, you can reach me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. Uh, and as well, I've got a lot of people in the queue who would like to come on my show. So for people who would like to maybe do a show with me, uh, do know that I am receiving your emails and your messages, and I will definitely get back in contact with you when we're getting closer to that on the calendar. So thank once you. again, thank you. Have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe, be well, and uh, just continue to love. Be kind. Thank you, Akeem. All my best. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.